The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. We as Americans are freedom-loving people. And we have liberty. We understand that. But many are surrendering that liberty in the name of keep me safe at all costs. This in the end will result in no safety at all. Because as we give up our liberty, we in turn give up our security. Founding father of the United States, Benjamin Franklin, said, They who can give up essential liberty to obtain a little temporary safety deserves neither liberty nor safety. How is that? Why is that? We the people have always trusted those in power when they're bound by Christian principles and morals. We knew they would not use a crisis as an opportunity to take away our liberties at every step. John Adams said, Our Constitution was made only for moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. On the other hand, in those 
if those in power are not bound by Christian principles, as has already been proven, measures will be taken that will strip our liberties from us in the crisis that prevails the first opportunity. This, of course, is right out of the pages of They Fire the First Shot. Our Constitution is a great ship with a great direction because its rudder has to be manned by Christians. Our Constitution is a great ship ran by pagans, non-believers, enemies of Christ can simply redirect the same great ship by its rudder. And they're running it. Nancy Pelosi just said and spoke of honoring the Constitution. It's strikingly close and related to the book They Fired the First Shot because she adopts some of the verbiage. What's said in the book can't be denied, so what do you do? You adopt it. What's said in the Constitution by enemies to Christianity can say, hey, they use it. We'll hijack it, keep it, because we can't do away with it, and redirect it. Let's take over the rudder. A mighty ship can turn, go straight, turn the other direction, turn around, just by one simple rudder. By comparison to the weight of that, by the comparison of what that does, and as small it may be, it doesn't take many people to take it over. The ship or the Constitution. So Nancy Pelosi says, And I give it, and given a choice, I think we would all say we're honoring the Constitution. Incredible words. Because she's talking about undoing the Defense of Marriage Act. That's honoring the Constitution? To open it up to something what it doesn't mean, what God didn't intend? They're reversing everything in the way we think to the opposite. We're guiding the ship one direction, they're guiding it another. But it's the same ship. It's not two different ships battling each other. We're on board with them. We have mutiny. They've taken over. We're down in the gallows. And we're powering it. We're feeding the coal. If it's steam. If it's nuclear, we're taking care of the mechanics of it and making it run. We make this nation run. They don't have the, they don't have the numbers. But they have the rudder. And we're enslaved to it because we think equitably we have to live, give them a right to the non-belief. And that's what Satan's goal is, only to get neutral, get everything in neutral because then he can put it back in gear in the reverse. And that's what we've done. We've grown so dumbed down, so stupid that we think that people have free speech to say anything and everything. That our forefathers never intended that. It was never intended to be vile talk, wicked talk, blasphemous, sacrilegious. Did you know 
there's only one name that's used around the world by every culture, every people, to cuss, and that's Jesus' name. Why is that? No other person who's ever lived, not the bad ones, the Hitlers, not the great ones, the Margaret Thatchers, or Ronald Reagans, the one name they use is Jesus Christ. Not Muhammad, not Buddha. Internationally, this is used. Why? Because Christ is hated, because Christianity is hated. And this great ship, this great church of Christianity is being redirected. And we fuel it, we power it. Everything that's continuing in this nation is powered by us. And we yet to wake up. It's just like the Japanese general when he they attacked the United States. Torah, Torah, Torah. We've done nothing but waken a sleeping giant. When are you going to wake up? When are you going to say, I've had enough? They fire the first shot, gives all this. You have a, you have a Nancy Pelosi saying, we're honoring the Constitution. She goes on and says, there's no question about the oath of the Constitution of the United States. Amazing. Why is she addressing these things? She says, Congress passes a bill that makes it constitutional. She don't even know basic government. There's no question about, our, about your oath to the Constitution of the United States. Unbelievable. Why are they adopting this? They never even talk about that. There's no way it wasn't about they've had the first shot was released and it's the public in the stream going to people to another. So enemies using the book, just like they're using the Constitution. This isn't the first time we've heard of a of a politician using it. We told you several weeks back, it was Feinstein, I think they said, several people said, told us about, that she said, and they and I fired the first shot. Your enemy is smart enough to know what the enemy is doing. We're not smart enough to realize what they're doing even when we're told. And this is how they twist everything. we got a Pope, Pope Francis. He named it after St. Francis. That's what Nancy Pelosi says about marriage and because of the great bastion is capital where they want to change it from, San Francisco. She says this because she's from there. She says, from a beautiful, beautiful place in San Francisco, the city of St. Francis, we knew that it was inevitable that all would happen. She's talking about the Supreme Court and what they're thinking and going to pass, redefine marriage. She says, it was inconceivable to others, us, that it would. We can't even thought this 20 years ago. We can't even imagine it 20 years ago. She says, it was inconceivable to others that it would, and it is our job to use whatever influence we could to shorten the distance between the inevitable and the inconceivable. From a beautiful place with San Francisco. Our Constitution was made only for moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate for the government of any other. We don't have to give constitutional rights to people like Nancy Pelosi who break natural law. No law, no government, no people, nowhere can violate natural law. They can abuse it. But you are commanded to defy it. They cannot impose it on you. 
it can't ever be valid no matter what or who passes it, whatever court, whatever people adopt it. We've been snowed. We've been dumbed down. And he just tells us on the second, try to be like him, Jesus. That like him, you may always be ready to carry out God's will. What did Jesus do all the way to the end to carry out God's will? We've got to move from a position of politics to a position of saying, I'll die for liberty. I'll die for my liberator. As I've said before, give me my liberator, give me death. Because we've got tyrants. And what was added to that was tyrants always end up in disastrous defeat, ours in glory. We willingly pay our li- with our lives, they unwillingly pay with theirs. You need to be evaluating. You need to be thinking. You need to be questioning everything. And don't buy into the lie that people owe equal constitutional protection. Are you owed constitutional protection to murder? By no means is this the case. So what are we preparing for? What is our government preparing for? They fired the first shot really reveals a lot of that. And a reading from Joan today is going to expose more of that. This comes from an article entitled, Should You Fear the Police? and was written by David Kuplian. Law enforcement, particularly in the disintegrating urban environment, is under enormous pressures to abandon the traditional serve, protect, defend model of yesteryear in favor of a more aggressive and authoritarian ethos. The post-9-11 era, wherein everyone is regarded as a potential terrorist, is one factor. Another is the militarization of local and state police with hardcore warfighting equipment, including surveillance drones and machine-gun-equipped armored personal carriers, courtesy of a federal government program. When you've got such equipment... There's a tendency to want to use it. Then there's the power-mad Obama administration setting the law enforcement agenda from the top, which in its second term has now expanded to include a major campaign to disarm law-abiding citizens while dramatically increasing the firepower of those who work for the government, not just homeland security, mind you, but even non-police agencies like the Department of Education, National Park Service, Small Business Administration and Fish and Wildlife have their own police forces and SWAT teams. With the Department of Homeland Security now purchasing billions of rounds of small arms ammunition, including lots of hollow point ammo, many Americans are asking, who exactly is the enemy our government is preparing to fight on our own soil? The government claims all that ammo is for mandatory quarterly training exercises for government agents. But who uses hollow point on the practice range? Top radio talker Mark Levine provided some context for the huge quantities of recent government ammo acquisitions. He says experts estimate that at the peak of the Iraq war, American troops were firing around 5.5 million rounds per month, he said. At that rate, the Department of Homeland Security is armed now for a 24-year 
Iraq War. A 24-year Iraq War. So what crisis is the Department of Homeland Security anticipating? Levine goes on to say, I'm going to tell you what I think is going on. I don't think domestic insurrection, law enforcement, and national security agencies, they play out multiple scenarios. I'll tell you what I think they're simulating. The collapse of our financial system, the collapse of our society, and the potential for widespread violence, looting, killing in the streets, because that's what happens when an economy collapses. I suspect that just in case our fiscal situation, our monetary situation collapses, and following it, the civil society collapses, that is the rule of law. They want to be prepared. Levine said, I know why the government's arming up. It's not because there's going to be an insurrection. It's because our society is unraveling. Crisis, real or manufactured, do not void the Constitution. Even in real emergencies, as in post-Katrina New Orleans, we cannot descend into the official anarchy that ruled that city with police blatantly violating the Constitution by confiscating the legal guns of law-abiding citizens. One sign of a powerful counterforce to this trend is the enormous number of county sheriffs, literally hundreds of them, who have recently stood up and defied the federal government over its threats of new infringements on the Second Amendment, even pledging their lives to defend the constitutional rights of the residents of their county come hell or high water. Likewise, partnership initiatives between law enforcement and citizens are more important than ever from neighborhood watch programs to more ambitious projects like the one my friend radio talker Bob Jest created, roving citizen patrols that drive through the community to provide extra eyes and ears for law enforcement, communicating problems to the police by CB or cell phone. Called Concerned Fathers Against Crime, the program has gained national notoriety for its successes. There is one final factor which may be the most consequential and intractable of all, If you recall on the Andy Griffith show, Sheriff Andy Taylor didn't carry a gun. In a running gag, Deputy Five had one bullet, which generally stayed in his shirt pocket in case of an emergency, Andy always explained. But then the fictional Mary Mayberry had virtually no crime. Contrast that with today's America. Detroit resembles a decimated war zone. Chicago experiences more murders of Americans than does Afghanistan. Los Angeles has over 100,000 gang members. Violent flash mobs appear out of nowhere, create havoc and destruction, and then disappear. There's no question that today's police, especially in America's increasingly dangerous metropolitan areas, most of which are in stunning decline, face extraordinary challenges. The more out of control and lost Americans become as a people, the more they will call into existence a police state. William Penn, founder of Pennsylvania, expressed this immutable law perfectly. He said, if men are not governed by God, they will be ruled by tyrants. If police in our cities look like occupying armies sometimes, look at what they're up against. Police are sometimes torn between traditional community standards, preserving, protecting, and defending their neighbors and communities, and being encouraged to violate Americans' constitutional rights by an increasingly unreasonable and parasitical federal government. Today's national leaders want, above all, power over the nation's citizens, and they will use every lever of power they can get their hands on to accomplish that, including the police, which are, after all, government employees. 
Let's face reality. Our society is degrading and disintegrating economically, politically, socially, morally, and spiritually. Just about the only thing improving is technology, which creates the illusion of overall progress. And as America degrades, we continue to expect our police to clean up our messes, to protect us, and to apprehend the bad guys. From graffiti-scrawling gang wannabes and shoplifters to robbers and rapists, to deranged, mass-murdering school shooters and demon-possessed Islamic terrorists. For all their faults, the police continue to stand in the breach between civilization and chaos. So let's be grateful for that thin blue line. At the same time, let's not act too surprised to learn that the police themselves are not immune to the ongoing degradation and disintegration of society, nor impervious to the growing pressures on them from the federal government and thus inevitably become unwitting clogs in the fundamental transformation of America. County sheriffs against the constitutional abuses across this land are recently standing up, be quoted. Where did that come from? said recently who are standing up because they're coming to the light, they're understanding. You're getting the book in their hands. Continue to do that. Continue to meet with them. We understand there's going to be five sheriffs uh, in is it Kansas that's about to get together to talk to the people about they're going to stand up for the constitutional rights for them. This is all burst. Somebody fired the first shot. Give it out. Pass it out. Read it yourself again and promote it. Why? I'll tell you why. SWAT teams for Fish and Wildlife? For the Park Service? For the Department of Education? What do they need these SWAT teams for? Oh, you think, oh, Connecticut? No, the people can do that. The first responders, as, as has been stated before, are those on the scene. Not even the police. Yes, we need them. But we need to realize we're the first ones that respond. We're at the scene where it happens. By the time somebody else arrives, they just fill out the reports. It's over. And so this whole thing, keep me safe at all cost. We buy the lie, but we got to do this, TSA. we got to have all these securities. And we got somebody at the rudder that's running the Constitution in the wrong direction without morality, in defense of people's rights, in defense that you discriminate against them because they can't do what they want to do. And the Constitution, they say, protects them because they see everything in a reverse way, an anti-God way, anti-Christian way, then it's dangerous to let these people have SWAT teams. 5.5 million bullets at the peak of the Iraq war. We've read the books. We've read the stories. We, these guys go in the Navy SEALs and there's unlimited ammunition shooting continually. Some of the battles are Unbelievable. At the peak, they still wasn't shoot but 5.5 million rounds. That's going to be according to what the Department of Homeland Security has bought, purchased. And again, that's when they fired the first shot. Nobody was speaking about this. We uncovered a lot of this stuff before it was even broken. We did the research. We saw. We looked at. We actually got the bill of sales for it. We didn't go by some media person saying something or conjecture because it, some of the numbers were overstated. But what's stated is is so much that the Department of Homeland Security can go at a peak of Iraq war fighting for 24 years? Where are we headed? We've got to take the Constitution back. 
We can't say it's for everybody. It's not for murderers. It's not for abortionists. I just heard some clips of talking about abortion. Somebody being questioned on it. Florida someplace. I don't remember where it was. <clears throat> and on the clips we got, just questioning Planned Parenthood when a baby's aborted, then what do you do if it's survived the botched abortion and is still living? They say, well, it's up to the patient and the doctor. The congressman, whoever interviewed him, turned it on her and said, well, isn't the baby the patient? Planned Parenthood, the woman says, well, that's a good question. But, you know, they don't even have to give a good answer. She was stumped because she had already put out of her mouth, it's up to the patient, speaking of the mother in her terms, and the doctor's decision what to do with that baby who's wiggling on the table still alive because it survived the abortion, which what they do, they kill it. That's going on everywhere now. But when this congressman with wisdom said, what about the baby as a patient? You get this pause. Well, that's a good question. I think about that. We have to figure out how to do that and say well, we're going to do that anyway because that's the plan. You know, when are we going to wake up? When are we going to realize we can't continue this way? And our tells us just a couple of days ago, do not forget that you will come before the Heavenly Father and tell Him about yourself. Be ready. Two different sentences. Be ready about self as we stressed on the second of the month. And so we know and we've been saying for almost three years now, the economic collapse is coming. We were saying it 20 years ago. I was preparing for it 30 years ago. You can see it. There's no way it's, it's inevitable. As Nancy Pelosi said, what's inevitable for those who think it's inconceivable? It's not inconceivable. 20, 30 years ago, if you're a thoughtful, if you're in prayer, that God will show you this economy is going to crash. We're going to have total tyranny. And so now we got North Korea doing this thing. I sat with a scientist who was the builders of Star Wars. Sent a missile 17,000 miles an hour anticipating where another missile coming, nuclear warhead, at 17,000 miles an hour, 34,000 miles an hour. The calculations, the ability, the technology is, is so incredible to know where that rocket is going to be so they can knock it and liberate it. He showed me pictures of it. It's unbelievable. And it wasn't him and just a few other scientists doing it. They, him, they went after him. They saw him. I said, well, what about if they get something else other the technology? He says, nobody can do this technology. Nobody can do it. I don't believe North Korea is a threat. Everybody's saying it's to be a threat. Not that they won't do it. But unless we've gone completely because we've let unqualified people in the military, we're staffing it with women in positions in infantry that shouldn't be there. So we staff all kinds of things just because somebody's Hispanic or they're black or whatever they are, they're poor. We put them in positions rather than qualifications. Forget who they are. We want the best of the best. That would be the only reason we couldn't intercept some kind of missile. But everything's there. The technology's there. The skill level is even there for the right people. I don't think North Korea's a problem. But North Korea is an opportunity. They fired the first shot. 
We know we knew that they would use a crisis as an opportunity to take away our liberties at every step. Benjamin Franklin, those who can give up essential liberties to obtain a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. We don't have it. The enemies need North Korea. They need these things. Peace, peace, says the enemy to keep you from not fighting so that when they attack, you'll be resigned in peace. We're about our business. We're about our days. We're going to work. We're putting groceries on the table. You've got to stop and devote some time to realize what's going on. You've got to have they fight the first shot. You've got to be spreading it. The conference is in two weeks. You need to come. You'll be with like-minded people that you can connect to. I'm not saying I don't think anything to sell this. It's for your own good. Those who come will be overjoyed as they were at the last conference, December 6th and 7th. And so it is. We have our, our freight train headed our way. It's an economic collapse. When the economy collapses, what's not tied to the dollar? The church? Oh, it can't keep its air conditioner on. It can't keep its light on without the dollar. The banks? They're the cause of it. The people? They have to have a means of exchange. The doctor's doing surgery for free. Somebody pays them. We're integrated and integrated worldwide. And when it comes down, the domino effect will be impacting like never before in the history of the world. Every 70 years throughout civilization, we have an economic correction. In other words, an economic collapse. Everything comes back to the true value. If everything fell tomorrow, the true value of what land will cost will drop from $10,000 an acre in some places to, to, to $1,000 an acre to $200 an acre. Just this beautiful valley where we are in 1950s, the land price was $1 an acre. 1929, price dropped on all land, on everything, because the real value was inflated. It was speculative. People were making money in positions and surrogate and putting themselves in between middle people and, and just flipping things, even in 1929, to make money. And we got away from the real value of what things are. A pair of Roman boots, 2,000 years ago, really is comparable to a pair of boots today. It's the same labor. The same effort, same time. You might say, okay, there's machines, but it's still the same. Your prices really don't change. The time and effort goes into it, whether it be machine or man, is similar. Yes, we're doing higher production. Yes, things got cheaper in those ways. Same time, though, we've got to realize the value of what is value always corrects itself because it's natural law. You will never escape it. You can suspend it for 50, 60, 70 years and go past 30, 40 years, that 70-year limit because we should have had a collapse 20 years ago. But we falsely, because man has gotten so high-tech, that he can put this off, he can print, he can do whatever he wants to with the money, manipulate it. But you will never, never, ever pay back $16 trillion worth of debt. No scenario, no amount of gold. The government can get his hands on because they can't because they don't have to pay it for it. That's borrowed money we owe. So how are they going to borrow money to pay off the debt for the gold? There's no solution. That's why our lady's here. To show you to be ready, to be physical ready, ready to be spiritual ready, ready, to be in prayer. 
because this situation has no exit. Is that in contradiction to Our Lady's message that says, through prayer you perceive the greatest joy out of every situation that has no exit? Yes, you can individually. You can exit it. But the system is not of God and it's not praying. So it has no exit. It's doomed and there's a judgment against it. It's coming down. The big question for you and I is when. And Noah said, when he got on the ark, I will close the door. God said, I will do it. Because God did the rain. God's holding everything up. Just like he held the rain back until the ark was finished. And there's a lot of arcs I ladies want you to build and get ready for. And when he says, close that door, it's over. And you may not have but a minute warning. You'll hear it and your $10,000 worth of cash underneath your mattress goes from 10000 to worthless. Light your firewood with it. Frank? Yeah, just to show you how um, markets are not real right now. To give you an idea, because we've abandoned natural law, we've abandoned the Constitution, that Article 1, Section 10 says only gold and silver will be money in the United States. When you abandon the system, prices are not real. And to use your example of acreage in the valley being a dollar an acre, that's a dollar in 1950 was three quarters of an ounce of silver. So for less than an ounce of silver, you could buy an acre of land in outside of Birmingham, and now it takes hundreds of ounces. Yet in 1950, we had 2 billion ounces of silver in government inventories. And now we have no silver in government inventories. So silver, by its nature, has decreased. Land, you can't get any more of it. Land is certainly tremendously valuable. It produces silver's money. They're not the same. But silver is so undervalued. And the price right now, we happen to be at a two-year low. We've only, we've only seen this price a few trading days in the last two years. And every time when silver got below 27, it was met with tremendous physical buying that uh, put a floor under the price. I'm sure the same will happen. The news is very negative. It's all the things that accompany a bottom in a market. I can't predict the future. I don't know what will happen in the short term. This is not real. It's not natural. Uh, as you can see by this example of where land has went in terms of silver, and silver has become more rare to land. It's not real. We've abandoned the Constitution. We've abandoned what the work that our founding fathers did to protect us. And the, and the main thing that we're protecting us from is fiat money, from money changers and, and uh, bank manipulation. And so this is what we have to return to in order to have a system that is based on natural law. Without natural law, you're going to have anarchy and the exact reason that the government is storing all this ammunition. They know it's coming. It's going to be a collapse such as the world has never seen because we went past 70 years. And they keep making desperate attempts, you know, to uh, push it, kick the can down the road a little bit further. Well, they're not, they're not going to let silver rise in price. They're going to manipulate this, and they're going to keep it down because it's the only, not even go, it's the only thing out there that has a truth of biblical history 
that man uses for his means of exchange. In other words, man can't just trade a horse for a horse or a horse for a cow or a horse for a house. You can do that bartering, but you want to store what you produce in your product in something that's portable, something that's convenient. Man gravitates to that. In economic collapse, you lose that system temporarily because you won't sell your food for even silver. The commodity itself, what you produce from the soil, the ground, the cow, the pig, that's what's valuable. Instantly in a collapse, what has value in a secure, safe, leisurely society loses and shifts instantly in an unsure, unsecure, suffering society where there's struggle. Those things of value, suddenly somebody doesn't want it. Then they're going to take your million-dollar planning for a cow. They probably wouldn't even take your million-dollar planning for a cup of milk. If the family's starving and barely have it and they need everything they can get, what am I going to do with that stupid painting? You mean you want my milk for that? It'll be just like that. So what's of value now won't be of value in a crash. And you need to be thinking in these terms. But joy will come and peace will come for those who follow the messages. Those who didn't will lament that they didn't. They didn't take heed to it. Not that we're going to be safe. Not that you'll be everything will be hunky-dory with you. We've got a lot of trials in front of us. But if you're in that situation, you made your decision, and that's God's will. If you go down with that, then that's what happens. But we've got to realize, and that's why we've, we've we designed the Maracas Metal Medjugorje Silver Medallion, a one-ounce piece, .999 silver, to store what you have now until you get to your land. Your land's your goal. Your food from your ground to your mouth is your goal. We've had... How much, Frank, that's been exchanged, dollars exchanged since we wrote the book two, two years ago, two and a half years ago? What's the number at now? As far as... I don't know. Exactly 65 to 70 million, I would say. So 70 million, 70 million dollars. People out there have made their moves to that. And they're all at peace with it. And they're not making money on it because it's not going up right now. But the thing is, they feel safe. They know they have it. So that's why we set up Frank, because we didn't want to be handling silver here at our mission. And we don't want to even buy silver. We don't want to tell people about silver. Buy the markets and metal motors to go around. The purpose of it is when it goes into the system, once you exchange it back to land or to cash to buy land, then those people who have that are holding the miraculous metal. And grace is attached to miraculous metal. That's what we do with Our Lady. Everything she gives us, everything she shows us, is to bring people to conversion. Even when you pass a means of exchange. We always had comfort in our nation's currency, like few other people's currency, that we had in God we trust on it. Now it's a lie and it doesn't mean anything. Actually, it's like communion. Not that I'm comparing it to the host, but if you eat and drink unworthily, you eat and drink damnation. You put in God we trust on money that's a lie, you condemn it. God's not going to let his money stay on that. So he'll bring it down. Not because he wants to. He'll give way to man whose, whose ways are going to bring it down. Frank, to contact you for more information, 
Yeah, you can contact us toll free eight seven seven nine three six seven six eight six. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com, and our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. Call Frank if you got any questions about this. You can't discuss everything in a 30, 40-minute show about metagenomics, but a lot of people are radically changing their lives. People all over the world are following this information. It's sound because it's based on no debt. Pay as you go. God don't provide it, you don't do it. Better to live into a lean-to on acre of land and paid for than a mansion in debt on 10 acres or 100 acres, and all you do is slave for it because that's going to go away. The banks will take it from you. They're already trying to do it, trying to take money from Cyprus. France is talking about it. As we did the show a few weeks ago, Cyprus Today, America Tomorrow. Listen to these things. Learn these things. Get into the day, find the first shot. The conference. Also, yes, again, uh, the conference, April 18th through the 20th at uh, Caritas here at Caritas, Alabama. These are three days that you do not want to miss. These are very important, uh, especially for those of you who have been touched and have been influenced by the book they fired the first shot 2012. You had to have read the book in order to attend the conference. Uh, you can also you can call Caritas uh, for more information and to sign up for that. It's important that you pre-register. Uh, the phone number for Caritas is 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000. And Next week, a friend of Medjugorje is going to be uh, sharing his life and the messages, and they fired the first shot on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of uh, next week. That's April 10th, 11th, and 12th uh, in uh, Springfield, Illinois, in St. Louis, Missouri. And again, there's information on Medjugorje.com. That was the 11th, 12th, and 13th. Uh, 11th, 12th, and 13th uh, in uh, Springfield, Illinois, and in St. Louis, Missouri. Again, there's information on Medjugorje.com. Uh, with that information, we don't like to refer to these as talks. These encounters are more like prayer groups, where it's in a spirit of prayer. And a friend of Medjugorje is not there to just talk to you. He's there to share with you the life and the messages and how you can put this into your practical daily life. So, again, uh, there's information on Medjugorje.com. We wish you a lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.